Hello and welcome back to another video on this channel. Today we are going to be talking about the concept of innocent until proven guilty. Why is it so important and why we should be upholding it both in a legal system and also in a social system as a whole, how we live our lives, why we should be applying that um, concept and process to our lives. Now, of course, the reason why I'm doing this is kind of motivated or kind of um, brought to my attention due to the recent Mason Greenwood case. Uh, this video is not going to be focused on the Mason Greenwood case. I mean, it, it has reasons. The reason why I made it is prompted by it, but it's not going to be talking about it. If you want to learn more about what happened with Mason Greenwood, a good video for that would be Thogged In and Thogged Dad's a video. I'll find. I'll try to put it up in the card above so you guys can check it out. They talk more about the football side of things. But since this is more of a philosophy channel, we'll be talking about the philosophical side of things and dive a bit into the legal system. And of course, while the legal side is quite important, quite interesting, I like to talk about it more from a sociological perspective because I think at the end of the day, it's something which not should which should not only be applied in a legal sense. The idea that someone should be presumed innocent before they are proven guilty via evidence in front of a court. We, what what we're going to be doing is uh, talking about why we should apply this in general. So this is beyond the legal system. Why it's important for day to day life. Why we should be applying this principle in person. Now, before we get into this video, where we'll be talking about what it is, both legally and socially, and also why it is so important, I would just like to remind you that if you enjoy this content, make sure to like and subscribe. It really means a lot to me. Really helps this channel grow. Furthermore, by liking and subscribing, it shows that you enjoy this content and I'll be able to make more of the content that you guys like. So I, I want you guys to have the best experience possible to be able to broaden your worldviews. And I feel that if you let me know what you like, I'll be able to help that to the best of my ability to provide you the content which you enjoy, which is ultimately the goal of this channel. You enjoy it, I'm happy. I'm happy and then you enjoy the content even more. So it's a two way relationship there. So first of all, what is innocent until proven guilty? Now, in the legal sense, this is more of um, an idea that when you are going towards a certain a goal, essentially what it is, is that, well, you have to say, well, when someone's being accused of something, you assume that they're innocent until proven guilty so that the person who is against them, the person who's accusing them of X, Y and Z of crime or whatever, has to provide some burden of proof to say, well, that guy's wrong. You don't first presume he's guilty and then the person has to provide in evidence why he's innocent. And that underpins a lot of the legal process system. The idea that there's a trial, that there's a jury, that um, the police are gaining evidence uh, to figure out what actually happened in this crime. is all based around the fundamental idea that you're innocent until proven guilty, that everyone has to um, get or receive some evidence about um, something in order for them to um, get kind of um, a, a just trial or a fair conclusion. And the same goes with a lot of other things in philosophy. You have to, in order to provide a case, you have to make an argument in the same way when a, when someone accuses someone of doing X, Y, and Z, they have to provide a case for why they have done X, Y, and Z. In the same way, when we interact with each other in philosophy and life, when I'm saying, well, let's have this proposal for the school, let's have this proposal for society. Oh, this is an idea. Why is X, Y, and Z the truth? you have to provide evidence for it. And in, in that same way, this common sense reasoning that we use all the time is based upon this idea of innocent until proven guilty, or they have an intimate relationship such that when you're accusing someone, you have to provide evidence for it. And that's tied deeply in with innocent until proven guilty. Now, of course, that's the more legal side. A quick quick summary, of course, you could find more information about it online if you want to. I don't want to delve too deep into that. However, in a society way, we should act also on the assumption that you're innocent until proven guilty. When we hear a rumor or an accusation about someone doing X, Y, and Z, we shouldn't immediately jump on and assume that the rumor is true. What we should do is to allow for certain authorities, certain uh, figures, institutions, wherever you are, if you're in school, it might be the teachers, if you're in, if it's in courts, maybe it's the judge, 
or in the family, maybe it's your parents, depends on what situation is. But when you hear something happening, the most important thing you should do is wait to see the evidence, try to get as much evidence as possible, and also wait for the people who know the best uh, to um, come up with a conclusion and then act upon that judgment. It's very important that we don't jump the gun and, and immediately start um, siding with the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, or siding with the alleged victim. What you have to do is take into consideration the whole picture and approach it from a holistic view. And only when you approach it from a holistic view, then you can indeed understand or at least make a decent judgment. Because I think a lot of times, and we'll cover this a bit in the future or later on in this video, is that a lot of times people like to jump the gun so quickly on these things without really figuring out the whole picture, which we normally do not have. And as a result, what we see is that innocent until proven guilty also means for us not to jump the gun on anything, any accusation, any alleged situations. We have to stand back for the time being until someone is proven guilty. And before that, we should act as if they're innocent, not to say we should suddenly become their best friends or anything, but rather not to presume they're guilty before actual evidence or actual authorities claim that they are guilty. Now, of course, this is a, a very brief um, introduction of why innocent until what innocent until proven guilty is. But let's talk about it in a why is it important? Because I think it is a very important concept, both in a legal sense and in a sociological sense, or in in society. And and one way in which we can do it is is that people are paid to do their jobs, and and this is what I think is a, is one of the reasons why it's so important. Is that a lot of people in the world have jobs specifically to figure out what actually is the case or not what actually happened in in legal system it's quite clear there's a judge there's a jury there's a legal process which is not just one person doing the job not just one one judge and and like the jury depending on how, how many they are in different countries maybe but of course there's the judge there's a jury but also a massive legal process beyond before that there's police gathering evidence there's detectives and a lot of different things which go into each individual case so as a result they, they are trying to prepare a full picture. And even then, the professionals are unable in a lot of situations to know actually what everything happened because of course there's gonna be witnesses, there's gonna be different conflicting evidences at different ideas from different people. And even from the victim's family themselves, if we look at the Mason Greenwood case, I said I wouldn't be applying it too much, but there appears to be differences between what the father of the victim and also what um, the victim uh, the evidence we have we have seen there seems to be some a conflict there maybe not a very big conflict but there is a small conflict there and in a lot of situations that is indeed the case you could gather witness statements i'm i'm the head of um, my house in uh, my school and as a result i sometimes have to deal with a certain stuff that something happens in the house and i'm like well what exactly happened kids and like someone would say this and then someone else who's both trustworthy sources would say something quite similar but there will be a bit bit differences so I'll have to judge to the best of my ability and sometimes turn to the teachers well what exactly happened in this situation how do we move forward and a lot of times of course in a more um, formal way that's what happens in the police systems the legal systems the institutional systems is that well they're trying to gather a full picture with all the sources available and even then they ba they barely got a full picture and then they work their best they use their the evidence the best of the ability to get a conclusion they have way more access to the different parts of the story, parts of the evidence, which we will have no access and we will not know about. And as a result, we have to let them do their job. They know the situations, how to deal with it way better than us. And if we jump to conclusions without knowing a, even a tiny portion of the picture, lots of the evidence is, un, is covered up. We don't know it until ages later when maybe they uncover evidence in America they have. They have this, I think, 50-year rule or something where they have to disclose the evidence, especially for a presidential and kind of uh, institutional American affairs day. So they let you know more, most of the situation. But but that's way later, right? Like immediately after a situation, we don't know everything. We don't know. We don't have the full picture. So most of the times we see one side of the coin. Some of our friends may be supporting 
um, one side of the case. So they're showing all the evidence in support of that, but there's no evidence in support of the other side at all. So we have this very one-sided picture of reality. And even if we try our best to get both sides of the picture, we still constantly come short of the full picture which the professionals are trying to gather. And as a result, it's important to let th them do their job and that we don't jump the gun too early and try to have a trial by social media saying, oh, this um, source on social media says X, Y, and Z. This this is the full picture and then as a result that's wrong or or start posting loads of comment of hates or or our anger in the in these situations and of course it's very tempting to do that but but that is not very beneficial and of course we are going to talk about a due process and that ties into the second point which is indeed due process and due process is this idea that there is a certain kind of a system or a certain kind of process which has to be undergone in order for someone to be figured out to be innocent or guilty and that's most used in the legal system, but it can be used in other situations as well. Teachers, um, maybe if you're a teenager, your teachers have a certain amount of things that they have to undergo when you accuse someone else of, of a certain action. Maybe there is an accusation in a school of someone stolen your certain things. Of course, that's more of a legal problem, but in a small scale kind of someone stole my, I don't know, someone stole my snack box. You're not going to call the police about that. You're going to, the teacher's going to be like, well, what exactly happened? That goes to the teachers. The teachers have a certain a procedure that they have to go through, gather the statements, gather the witnesses, gather people together, try to find a resolution, try to understand the certain situations, see what's going on, and then make a judgment and give a punishment. This is quite a long process, and of course, the legal system where people actually go to jail, that's an even longer process. And as a result, what we need to do is that we have to understand that there's a very strong process in check for people to figure out whether they're innocent and guilty, and, and almost everything we do we, we're not going to make the system any quicker unless we're actually direct witnesses. All we're going to do is hinder that process, which, is, which, has been which has stood the test of time to try to figure out who is guilty or who is not. And as a result, there is no point to us posting on Twitter really early because, well, what's that going to do? The police aren't going to turn to your Twitter comments to figure out who's innocent or guilty. No one's going to be looking at that in a legal system. The only thing it's going to do is going to hinder their process there's a lot of things which have to be done, and, and I'm not saying that this is a very easy thing. But at the same time, we have to stay back. And of course, people are going to be angry. It is a very emotional thing. A lot of times when people do have these crimes coming forward, especially the ones which have very, very strong significance, it's very easy for us to get very angry, very emotional about it. And I completely understand it's part of being human for us to experience this anger, experience this, this emotion uh, related to these problems. But at the same time, we have to understand that in these situations, yes, you may feel angry, yes, you may, may feel sad, disappointed, disillusioned, but you have to step back and let um, the professionals do their job, let the, the process uh, run out, and if you're needed, especially if you're a witness or related, then maybe you'll be brought in to do some questionings, but most of us aren't, let's face it, most of us don't actually have any relationship to the actual crimes, the actual people, so we should stay back, sit back, and say, well, let's wait for the people to do their job, and and one of the important things, which I think also shows why this innocent until proven guilty is so important, is to compare the legal systems which use innocent until proven guilty and the system which use guilty until proven innocent. And you see that there's a very, very big difference between the two systems. And you will live, you will rather live in a culture which uses innocent until proven guilty than a guilty until proven innocent, just because of how different these systems are. And of course, a lot of the reasons why these systems are different are not down to just purely the innocent until proven guilty and the guilty until proven innocent. Um, paradigms perhaps there are also things within the situation which make them have other differences as well for example 
the uses of evidence, the, the fruit of the poisonous tree. Of course, there's other concepts, principles, which are indeed tied in with these other uh, principles, but it still kind of shows you what kind of basis are these two countries or these two systems based upon. In the West, we normally like to work upon this innocent until proven guilty system. You have someone accusing something, you provide evidence, they are assumed innocent until the evidence is sufficient, and then in front of a judge and a jury, then they're being proven guilty. However, in a guilty until proven innocent case, what happens is that someone is accused and then they have the 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 the, the, the how do you call it alleged perpetrator will then have to provide um evidence for you to say well oh okay well this is a problem okay i need to provide evidence to say well why am i innocent and a lot of times that's very difficult because well how are you meant to exactly prove that you didn't um you didn't i don't know steal from a shop if if you're not like taking video of yourself of course you could say well oh maybe i was at home at this time but if you don't have anyone to verify you what well, you you could quickly see how how this can easily turn out for you. Sometimes you just can't provide that evidence for why you're innocent, even though you actually are innocent. If someone asked me to prove why I wasn't, um, why I wasn't in the shop yesterday, I wouldn't be able to prove it because I was like a lot of time yesterday. I was just alone and something like that, right? So like a lot of times you're alone, you have no one to prove where you are, and then someone accuses you of of stealing from the shop, and you're like, well, I have no witnesses for where I was yesterday. But at the same time, well. I actually wasn't at the shop, but then how am I going to prove that I wasn't at the shop? Of course, nowadays there's CCTVs and you could do the, that kind of stuff, but but assume there wasn't. And, and you're really kind of busted. So you notice that there's a system where when you're proving guilt, when you're um, assumed guilty until you're innocent, a lot of big problems can arise. And also a lot of other problems in these countries is that they don't have this fruit of a poisonous tree doctrine in the sense that in America, there is, and in a lot of uh, these uh, Commonwealth uh, law countries, is that you have this idea that if you are you've been tortured or there's something illegal they've done something illegal to get the information you have to discard that evidence or at least push it aside for a while but the only problem is is that well is that in the countries which don't have that there's a lot of torture among the amongst the the, the police to get that evident evidence to get um, a statement and and the fact that you don't have a right to remain silent in most of these countries look at a China or a Japan for an example what you do see is then well you could be tortured to get the evidence. There's no fruit of poison tree, so that can't be eliminated. And when you've been tortured until you say, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I committed that crime," when you haven't, you just don't want to get tortured anymore. But you can't get that evidence dismissed against you. Then, well, well, I mean, you're stuffed. I mean, you, you, it's already a guilty until proven innocent system. So you're only be, going to become more guilty than innocent. And you can't speak to a lawyer. So, well, you can clearly see how dangerous these certain situations can be in a system which does not uphold this innocent until proven guilty kind of precept or uh, principle. So I think that that's another reason why it's so important to have this um, legal system, or at least it shows why it's so important in the world for us to act upon it. And finally, I think this is the most important one, is that it's very harmful for both alleged perpetrator and the victim. So not to say anyone's right or wrong in this situation, it doesn't even matter exactly who's right and wrong. Of course, it does matter in the legal sense who's punished, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter in the sense that it is very harmful for both um, thick parties if we're just going to immediately jump on every single accusation before we've actually figured out what has happened. It's hard for the victim because a lot of cases at times, these cases are very personal. You don't want it to be shared all around social media. You don't want it to be shared all around the world. You don't want everyone's eyes to look at the situation and say, well, that's what's happened. That's what's happened. Oh, uh, send it to the friends, send it to the mail. And a lot of times this really dehumanizes the individual cases and dehumanizes the person because you're like, well, well, that's not exactly what the thing is. That's not what you want to be known about. But then it's, it is what it is. It's shared around the world because everyone's jump, 
jumping the gun, either siding on the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator or the victim. Everyone's jumping the gun and sharing everything all around the world. And, it, and it's really un it's unhelpful because it is a very personal situation and it's not meant to be shared around the world like that. And the same way for the alleged perpetrator, especially with situations of rape. Maybe they weren't raped or maybe it was a, a like kind of false case. And I hope that's not exactly what happened in any circumstance. I don't think I think that these situations are often very, very cloudy. But there have been a lot of times in the past where people have had their reputations ruined because even though they haven't actually done anything, but just because someone accused him of rape, everyone labels him as a rapist. And as a result, he ruins his reputation, even though he didn't rape the person. Of course, there's this culture of, oh, you should always trust a woman. And that's a completely absurd um, idea. It's like you have to look at the evidence first. And the evidence is the most important thing. If there is insufficient evidence, you shouldn't act upon it. And as a result, we should act as this innocent unto a proven guilty. Because a lot of times this culture is unfortunately pushing us towards this guilty unto a proven innocent, especially in situations of rape. And of course, it's a very emotional situation. You do get angry about it. But if someone's accused of rape, you shouldn't immediately assume that that person's a rapist. That's that's clearly not the case because it's very it's very harmful for that person's reputation, especially if he is innocent. And I have talked to people personally who have been accused of rape when it clearly wasn't the case. Sometimes it's not even the alleged victim who's the accuser, but rather the parents. They don't they don't like the social status of of the person who their daughter slept with or something like that. Or or maybe it's a boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend who really hates the status of um, the, the, the girl's uh, current boyfriend or something. And there's always these accusations of rape for different things, right? And then that which leads people to get these reputations, which is a very harmful thing. And it could really ruin people's lives and really ruin people's mental states. And it's really unfair for everyone. So it's very important for us to really wait till the conclusion comes out before we actually make a judgment of, well, what exactly happened in this situation? And even in a lot of times, sometimes when the conclusion comes out, that's not even the full picture. Or that is not even the correct decision because it isn't a full picture. And if they don't have the full picture, how do we have the full picture? They who have all the experience to get all the information, they don't. if they can't find a full picture, what hope do we have, right? So in the same way, it's very important for us to stay back and wait because it really can harm absolutely everyone involved, both the victim, the alleged perpetrator, and all the parties involved in the situation. For us to share the information or make an absolute big deal about of it before we actually know the conclusion really is a very dangerous thing to do. And as a result, it's very important for us to uphold this innocent until proven guilty kind of principle. So I hope you've enjoyed this video. I hope this is kind of a concise, but also a comprehensive a review of innocent until proven guilty, what it is and also why it is important. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you enjoyed this video, make sure to like and subscribe. It really means a lot to me. Feel free to ask me for any clarification or ask me to refer you to any sources or ideas if you want to learn more about the situation. Happily help you out with that. I want to help you guys best understand philosophical concepts, ideas. So make sure you stay tuned for more. So stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Have fun with your friends and family. I know it's almost the end of Chinese New Year holidays already, but have great fun and uh, happiness with your friends and family in the, in the year of the tiger ahead. Stay safe, my friends. See you soon. Thank you for watching and goodbye.